Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus is now teaching the disciples how to pray and therefore he's teaching us how to pray. Isn't it strange that we creatures know all sorts of things but we have no idea how to pray. So the disciples even came to Jesus and said, teach us to pray, we have no idea how to do this. And Jesus is more than happy to uh, supply what we do not know and understand. And he clearly understands that we do not know what we're talking about in prayer. The first thing you should notice is that in John 17 you have a long prayer. And when Jesus prays, he prays for a long time. So you better settle in and get ready. In fact, in almost all of his prayers, the disciples fall asleep. This is the second to last prayer that Jesus is going to pray before he goes off to Gethsemane. And you know what happens in Gethsemane. So pay attention. And when you are paying attention, you have to listen to all of these nouns and pronouns and all of these determiners, I and thou and you and me and how all of these come together in one. And Jesus knows that we do not know how to pray as we ought. Not only do we have this prayer in John 17, but we also have the prayer that most of you pray at, uh, for, at supper at night. Come, Lord Jesus. That comes from Revelation chapter 22. You just heard it said, where Jesus says three times, come to me, come to me. And at the end of it, finally you learn how to pray to him, come, Lord Jesus. So you better get ready. Whenever you pray that prayer, Jesus might just show up. Therefore, as I tell all of my students, it would be smarter for you to pray that prayer after you've eaten. You don't want to go into heaven with an empty stomach, after all, and Jesus might just arrive. So get ready. Further, Jesus says, I know you don't know how to pray because you don't know the name of God until somebody gives it to you. My Lord, people. The world does not know the name of God. They don't know whom to thank when something good happens, and they don't know whom to go to in times of trial and tribulation. So Jesus ended his sermon in John chapter 16 with these words, in the world you have tribulation. And my goodness, I remember this from just this past week. I had a lovely little girl who was airlifted in a helicopter in order to survive. And then we hear about the shootings. And some of you have seen the fields that are flooded and will not be planted in this particular year. The world is full of tribulation. And the Lord says, in these times you have to know the name of God so you know uh, to whom you are speaking and to whom you call. Furthermore, Jesus says, but while the world is full of tribulation, be of good cheer. How do you like that? Have courage. That's the new translation, if you prefer that. Have courage in the middle of this tribulation, because in the middle of this tribulation, you are given something that the rest of the world does not have. You are given the word, and the word is what connects the Father and the Son connects, that's far too small, combines them, unites them. Jesus says we are one. 
The whole world wants to know how to come together and be one. The whole world has ideas about how to unite, but none of them work. Jesus Christ says, I'll tell you what unites. It is to know the name of the Lord, and you will not know it until I have given it to you. So the Father gives me the name, and I turn around and give the name to the Father. This is the Father and the Son. This is the way the Father loves the Son, so that the Son knows to whom he is preaching and to whom he is speaking and praying. And so when he turns around, he prays to my Father. Now listen, Jesus Christ is going to give you something. He says, as I pray to my Father, I am now turning to you people and giving you this same name so that when you kneel down to pray, you begin this way. You say, our Father who art in heaven. That is not your earthly father. This is not a metaphor for fatherhood. This is my Father who has spoken a particular word. And Jesus uses the name very specifically in the 25th verse, O righteous Father, the one who is right, but the world does not know how he is right. The world does not know how the Father is righteous. The world knows nothing about the righteousness of the Father, which is entirely different than any righteousness we know. And so throughout this prayer, Jesus says, not only the righteous father, but he turns to his father and he says, the hour has come. Glorify me and you will be glorified in me. What does the world know about glory? The world only knows about trophies and awards in glory. They do not understand the glory between the father and the son. Jesus Christ gets no trophy. Jesus Christ gets no reward. I have been living my life with the hope that somebody, somewhere, would give me an award. <laughs> I'm still waiting. I thought maybe the Norwegians would give me a Nobel Prize. That's not coming. Uh, and what about a New York Times bestseller? Well, that one doesn't seem to be working either. And all of these are the way the world seeks glory, and the glory is always give me my reward. And when Jesus now speaks to his Father, he knows something. The Father is not going to give him a trophy for showing up. The Father is not going to give him a trophy for fulfilling the law. The Father is going to give him mercy in the midst of tribulation. And what do you suppose is the tribulation that Jesus is facing in this hour? The tribulation that the world does not know because Jesus Christ himself and alone has found the way to take your sin and my sin upon himself and take it to the cross once and for all. It was Martin Luther who said, Jesus keeps saying, you cannot follow me where I am going. Where are you going, Jesus Christ? To the cross. When I go to the cross, you cannot do this, but I go for you. And when I do so, I now turn around and I tell you the name above all names, the name the rest of the world does not know, the name that you are to use on the last great getting up day 
when the trumpet sounds and you awaken from your sleep, and as Paul quoted from Joel, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What is that name? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And where did you first receive this name? In baptism. When you were baptized into the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That means you take this name and you use it. In the midst of tribulation, you call upon the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who are not righteous by the law and award, but are righteous according to mercy, which pours out of them in love and gives you the name. You now say this not only in tribulation, but in thanksgiving. And you use this freely, fulfilling the second commandment, and therefore all other commandments. And in doing so, Jesus Christ has now given you not only life on this earth, but life in heaven forever. You go ahead and enjoy the use of this. Amen.